Welcome to Singled Out, your ninth best gaming podcast. Please stand by. This is episode 122. In this episode Andrew and Steve talk about their first Infinity Tournament, how they have found playing online on Tabletop Simulator, and their new player mistakes. So um, I was playing a game and um, I was doing pretty well. Um, turns out telling your opponent that the Infinity game rolling D10s um, works pretty well in your favour. <laughs> what, you you were using D10? Strong strategy. That's strong. Isn't there, there's something where you roll under, though, isn't there? Him rolling D10s must be really good. He must be hitting all the time. Yeah, until you got a stat higher than 10. And you're never making an armour save. No, never making an armour kill. Yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of you. That was the sport, the sort of sporting approach you're bringing to it. Have you, have you made a video about that yet? Like all, you know, <laughs> how to beat tips. Your, yeah, top ten, top D ten tips. Top D ten tips. I think uh, my my top tip for Infinity basically is just to roll better than your opponent. It's always my top tip. Don't be don't be don't be good. Be lucky. I've had numerous games now where I basically fire. One of these was a battle report. I did a video where I rolled about twenty five dice, and my only reward for that was getting rid of myself in face to face rolls. <laughs> strong, strong. Were you trying to? Oh, you, so you wasn't even you didn't even medicate yourself to death. It's the whole sort of like you know, like it's the whole sort of sunk cost fallacy, uh, fallacy isn't it? Like I'm gonna yeah, roll yeah. more dice into this now. It's gonna be fine. It's not fine. It'll be okay. Yeah, you're, you're sort of you're just you're just like you're in your balls deep in that Ponzi scheme, and you're gonna keep going. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's just about to turn around. Like you've, you've uh, what's it called, the football index? You've bought into that, and you're like, it's gonna turn around for me. So this, um, is this is single load. Yeah, this is out. This episode one hundred twenty-two. What the actual Jeff the Gungary? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying not to. I was trying not to swear, even though I've already said balls deep. So I don't know. I said it twice now. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm say it a third time before the end, and we'll have a little competition. Listener, if you spot the third time that I use, this isn't like um, like like uh, Prime Up TV where you get, where you get one f- episode. Yeah, like, <laughs> it could be it could be any number, any number. We've gone feral basically. Um, I think we're going to talk about Infinity this episode, aren't we? Oh, um, should say who we are. My name's Steve Cole. I'm a human being. I'm Jason Mountain. <laughs> Blast from the past. In the past. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about um, Baby's first Infinity Tournament, 
I guess. Yeah. Because um, although I've, I haven't really been in tournaments, I've been in sort of a league rather tournament. I'm kind of in a league, really. I'm in a league. Like I'm on a team. I'm on a team. I also, it's not really a league because that suggests it's actually like sort of a table with people who get score high and low. I mean, it, a semi-organized play where you play some games in a month. I guess yeah. Because I guess you have positions. And, but um, it's the first like I guess like baby's first structured infinity event is not such a good podcast title. No, no. People might ask questions about how we're talking about more than normal, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so what have you played? And what is what has you played? What are you playing in your league? What's your uh, faction? So, I'm playing in the um, Remote Access League. Basically, it's an online. It's purely online Infinity League. Uh, mm. I was playing season four. It's now season five. Although I've played a game for that yet, once a month. Um, so, in the month, you basically play sort of five games. And there's different brackets. There's a um, there's a beginners bracket. Where you can play some games, and it's literally you, you're beginner, you're new, and they even have a kind of a third person come along and help, or second person and help you coach you through the game. Really, sort of back, basic stuff. Really, really friendly, really nice. There's the casual bracket, where basically you just play some games and have some fun. And there's of course the ITS bracket. It's literally you get you play in an ITS Infinity Tournament system. Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you get the brackets and the, the Swiss and all that jazz. Um, I'm for casual, many because. Um, um, I wanted a nice relaxing go, and secondly, because I think um, playing in an ITS um, sort of tournament would require you to play games in a certain time frame, presumably, because of course, yeah, because it goes to the next round and so on. And I could probably play four games in a month, but I couldn't play one a week, or necessarily, if that makes sense. I find they take because I'm playing in one as well. I'm playing in a like a team event, basically, like a team league using the 20 by 20 system you know the, oh yes the that's basically system. a fan made system where basically you kind of randomly roll is it a scenario and yes yeah. it uh, seems quite nice though that the, the, the really scenarios nice. seem yeah the scenarios are a bit more they've got a bit more flex like a bit more sort of balance in them than maybe some of the some of the sort of official ones and then the the classifieds are, are you know you have like one shared classified each so i think you usually play to 10 points and usually three points comes from like it's not a classified, but like your B mission almost. I don't know. I quite like, like the official tournament um, sort of scenarios because there's loads of them. There's like 20 like odd of them, right? Yeah, and that's the same with mm-hmm. this. Like it does have, yeah, it's, it's the variation of it's really good. Yeah, really good. yeah. We, we, played one, we played one mission that was, um, it was from the old tournament pack. It was called Frostbite. And you have, um, you have basically, I'm getting the number one now, three space heaters. You know, the things, mm. you, things you get at smoking shelters, I guess. Um, and a bunch of consoles, and basically you had to turn the consoles on to turn the space heater on, which basically heated up a third of the board. And if, by turn three, if you weren't heavy infantry or a tag or a mode, so if you were a guy in just, in just you know normal guy rather than power armor or a robot, yeah, yeah. and you weren't near a space heater, end of the game, before points are counted, you froze to death. <laughs> wow, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, it, I, I have found that the whole thing has been, because I'm similarly playing on, online on uh, TTS, like, it, it is a very cinematic game, like, and it, it really is. feels like, like, yeah, you really get into that sort of side of things. So that's, been, that's been, I think in some ways it wouldn't be, because it's quite crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely very cinematic. The amount of terrain and the models, and, you know, like, even on even on a simulator, like there's so much going on. In some ways, I think the simulator really helps because you have some amazing maps, like they've made for yes. the ITS dual layered sort of subway stations with bridges underneath and stuff, and advertising and cyberpunk city escapes. And we had one game we were fighting like over traffic jam, like lorries around us and stuff. Yeah, cars the guy, and things. It's really cool. The guy who did our is doing the, the one because this is in the Hackney uh, uh, Hate uh, the Hackney Club, which has a really big infinity scene. It's like thirty people in this event. Um, one of the maps he'd done was all like all of the group was in like a sort of uh, sewer system, so all the ground floor was just water, and he had like you know they had a water effect on it, and you're yeah, like and you yeah, move yeah. into that. So yeah, so there's been some really fun like maps on it and things like that. What what um what faction are you playing in it? Um, in the one just gone, um, that I finished. I've done some battle ports for online. Um, I was playing as JSA, so basically as um sort of space samurai and ninjas and things. They seem pretty good. Well, yeah, we played like, a couple of games, didn't we? Yeah, um, at first, um, as I'm not really a m- massive fan of the aesthetics, um, presume, uh, as much as some people are, but like, um, they seem really interesting because they've got tons of mad rules and they're really good at close, close combat, even though you very rarely do close combat in Infinity. Um, pardon me. But they've got a lot, it's quite interesting cause, um, because it's sectoral, but it's sectoral not linked to any of the main faction. It's just who it is. It's a very self contained army. Um, and they play really interestingly. They have a lot of hidden deployment. Well, they can do at least. 
Um, they have your Jimbo. Your Jimbo, who is just amazing. Um, throwing out koalas that explode. Um, a lot of, uh, obviously, you got um, sort of ninjas who basically have mono swords, amazing martial artists and things. Also, you got good heavy infantry. But I find yeah, that. loads of good heavy infantry. But, like, the game, um, especially, this, well, the game's like this, I think, but certainly I found that there's lots of build variety you can go. Lots and mm. lots of build variety. Um, and you see, have you changed your list a lot? Then, do you cha- are you changing it like a lot for each round? Uh, I was doing, yeah. Like, um, it's probably the benefit of being casual tournament in that you didn't have lucky list, lists in. Yeah, playing the ITS, you had to have two lists. The tournament, yeah, and yeah. Of course, you selected it. This one, we didn't have to do that. Um, I guess in theory, you could meta it to kind of develop for the certain person you're playing against. I did a bit for the scenario, not really for my opponent as such much, but I did change a fair bit. So I've tried like, um, I've tried some core links out, and I've tried some. Um, some sort of heavy infantry list out and uh, bits and bobs. I've tried a few things out, yeah. Certainly, um, I found this is going to get into what we've learned, learned playing our first tournament, isn't, isn't it? Now, so we're going to talk about what we've, found, what we've learned in our first tournament, aren't we? A little bit, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found that, um, you know, you've got a core link team of five dudes. Um, it's very easy to go, okay, I've got five dudes on my core link team. One of them is going to be sort of there defensively, um, but if you don't position them correctly, very quickly, it'll be down to four dudes. And you've lost that bonus to hit. So yeah. I think I've learned my first sort of my first foray into Infinity playing a bit more seriously, semi seriously. It's casual, of course. Knowing who you can have out to do your AROs, and actually who you can have out to sacrifice, and it probably shouldn't be your core link unless you really have a plan to use them because you're in a core link to get that plus three to hit, pretty much. And if you just casually lose it, you'd end a four person link. We could basically have to say pass a three person link. You get bonus burst. Yeah. And you've wasted your points. I've sort of ended up with because I've done the same I've run a sector I've been playing assassins. Um I've because I'm not capable of um like I I, I can't if you know this from other games like from other games, I basically will come up with a list, tinker around the edges with it, but essentially hit the same list, like run the same list again and again and again and again. So I've run pretty much the same list with a couple of models changing in the four rounds of the event I've played. And but one of the changes I have ended up doing is sort of having like a a stray Gulam who just wanders around to rebuild the five man link. Or like a spare person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like just like a spare Gulam who like hangs out sort of usually prone. Like and they can you can use them like because they've got um you know a shotgun, so they've got template weapons, so you can sort of use them to help guard against like, you know, trips coming you know, like uh, you know uh, close assault troops or combat drop troops to coming in to get them but basically so when that link goes down to four you just reform it with that because yeah. you're already paying a command token to reform it so reform it with five I mean, the benef- yeah. yeah no no I mean benefit of JSA their line troops are dirt cheap but the negative part of it is they are terrible so like yeah. they're pretty much just cheerleaders like I think you're going to have your core link or your Harris link and basically have your sort of two or so powered armoured dudes at the front and then you've got the cheerleaders at the back who are just kind of waving <laughs> yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. We and that's the yeah. Whereas I think usually the core link I've had for assassins has got a, it's only actually got one Gulam in it. Like you know, and everything else is like wild cards or sort of. Um, and that one tends to be quite a good one because it's an NCO with a smoke grenade launcher. So you're getting an extra order out of it, and that thing basically dardles forward, throws out smoke, and then you've got um, Yaradad with MSB. You know, so it's like a thing you want to do anyway. So yeah, it hasn't been very cheerily during my list. Um, I've ended up weirdly running like a Harris with only two models in it, just to take uh, to remove Furious from an asset weirdo. That's oh, been the other purely sp- just to make sure they don't um, they don't impetuous and run forward. Yeah, also impetuous do- and then lose, lose cover basically. Yeah, it's the losing cover thing. That's like yeah, uh, or not losing cover when you don't want them to is. Um, so that's been quite interesting. I've sort of I I, I did a classic sort of thing of. Uh, yeah, it's like it's compared. Like I th- I'd say it's like casual to competitive the one I'm in, and I did the classic thing of like, um, I think I lost like five Dilami in total in my first three games. Like it was like some of them were, like, <laughs> and I don't know what any of my opponents' armies do, but it just it turns out if you just rinse and repeat like certain things, it doesn't really matter. Like, what's the most expensive unit you've got on the table? Right, okay, I'm going to try and kill that by shooting at it out of smoke. Like really basic stuff. I just kept doing again and again and again. Suddenly, playing this game more now, some of the skills I've developed in other war games like Guild Ball are entirely different to the skills in this. Because knowing, of course, being able to look at fire lanes or fire angles and go, "I'm oh, here. What can I see? Or what can see me?" And seeing lanes and seeing corners. And 
See, that feels much more like epic to me, though. Oh, does it? Because that's got yeah, because it's got lots of like range shooting and like and using terrain to block line of sight is like a massive thing in that. For example, so, allowing your opponent to kind of slice the pie and kind of get a corner and then pick off your link one at a time, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the board control from like um from mines and koalas. For example, earlier on, I was using mine layer with um, Jimbo to throw out one of the two koalas first early doors. Stop doing that after a while because unless they're guaranteed to run forward early on or have infiltrators. Moving him forward and throwing koala somewhere annoying, so they couldn't yeah. they couldn't get to it before it jumped at them. And kind of using yeah, it's interesting what quickly becomes really useful. Deal. Yeah, like like mines and marker states are you know like obviously really good, but then I've used more and more like a hidden deployment ARO. Like so, when I was first putting it out, it was like a you know nad here that has a bit of forward like forward deployment four inches and has hidden deployment. And I was like, and in the end, I've just like most of the time ended up like leaving it in my own deployment area but just in like an empty corridor so it's like come on in <laughs> like uh, there's absolutely nothing here except for this guy with a submachine gun and a flammenschmere it's interesting like in some ways that works against new players because they're expecting it and i guess experienced players might go get recycled out by it because they go is that on purpose or is it not are they doing yeah it or not? are you, you clever or you're clever or just inexperienced <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i've been trying out different lists out and stuff um Certainly, I think I've been getting more mileage out of my Harris link, mainly because it's smaller, and then also it's a bit more elite. I think it's easier to move that the Harris does. Like it does, it's interesting. Like because I think I like yeah, often look at like raw numbers for games, and I think I'd underestimated like quite how unwieldy the core link teams can be. Yeah, yeah, like, and also maybe it's JSA thing, but some of the Harris teams with wild cards seem to fit really well. Yeah, 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 and so that's yeah the Harris. So the Harris links seem good because they're like they're sort of cleaner to use, and you've got less. I guess almost like the core links seems feel slightly better defensively because you can because you've got so many models you can cover loads of different angles. Yeah. But like the Harris teams feel like offensively more useful because you're not sort of having folks standing around in places. Also, like definitely a thing in playing those two games I've learned is like uh, because of the thing my opponent did in one game was like you have to be so careful with the models that aren't the link leader in your fire teams because i played against military <laughs> orders and basically like a, the nadir took like most of my opponent's core link team off the table because it was unopposed roles with template weapons yeah i, I had a game against um, nca one that did a video video for where he threw forward his his a harris link team with a with a drone in a spitfire and two of the guys behind them um and when he moved them forward i could see the how harris and i actually decided to fire my rocket at one of his his, his non-active model, knowing, yeah, yeah. It, be, knowing it wouldn't be face to face, but that but it was fire rocket. The blast, the blast. I think that's the thing you can get. Yeah, blast weapons into on blast weapons into on unopposed roles are worth almost always worth. And it's worth sacrifice, I think, in that case, really, or with with the risk. Yeah, I mean, the the fun thing with the 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 Natier is even then, like even taking unopposed roles, like Natier still limited in neg six and in cover. Yeah, so actually, actually, that's exactly what mine had. <laughs> yeah, and so it's like okay, I'll, prob- I'll probably lose it, but in this instance, like I fluked it and didn't lose it. But like, yeah, it's that feels like a, that felt like a big thing, and it was just pure coincidence. Like you know, because actually the guy I was playing was you know was was very experienced, so he was yeah he was being like nice to me. But like when he did that move, I was like, what happened? Can I shoot not at the link leader? And he was like, oh yeah, you can, and it's real bad. So it was like, oh yeah, cool, okay, I'll do that. And but that could easily have happened to me. It was just the way it played out in the game, but that that feels like a big thing. So what um, rules mistakes have you got? Have you have, have you got? Uh, what have I got wrong? I made a Harris link team that couldn't be a link team. Strong. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully it was uh, my opponent was quite experienced and immediately caught it. So he's like, that can't be a link team. I was like, oh well, okay, I'll just you know, I'll just use. That's this impressive because there's so many armor lists in the game. They must have actually been either experienced or played your army before because like how i think he had played as assassins before yeah and it was like oh okay yeah so that was a thing i made uh i made made an illegal link team and and thankfully got caught on it immediately um and what else have i got like the thing i do find with infinities it's not so much the i'm sure i have got a lot of stuff wrong and i think but it's not so much that it was i think i'd forgotten coming from girl ball like how much time in other games you actually spend just checking the rules yeah, like so, it's yeah. been a lot of conversation. But is that is that legal? Can can we do that? And like, and even with like you know, like and going and checking how there's, there's definitely a lot of like 
I guess what it would have been back in the days with with the rule book in your hands. Um, yeah, remember when I used to do Warhammer tournaments. You know, if you you always took a rule book with your tournaments, you always did. And then when I went to Guild Wars tournaments, you could have an entire tournament where no one had rule book on them. No one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you, so that that does feel like a, and you still have some of those conversations about like, you know, like I, I had it at in the Guild Wars tournament I was playing in uh, online at the moment. I had the conversation about you know how does pinned interact with toe because both of them are you can only move directly towards this model you know but it was like a fairly minimal one whether you're having usually half a dozen of those a game i think playing infinity i mean obviously there's a lot of rules and there's a lot of interactions between stuff you know just things like do biometric visors work on impersonation markers uh, yeah they do don't they no apparently not it's not there it's not there for isn't it Apparently they don't work. The guy, my opponent, who was Tunguska, I think, um, he said they work on on camo markers, but not on impersonation. I thought that's literally what, what biometric visors did. Was um... that that was what I thought? He he was the one with the biometric visor. Oh, so he was actually wrong wrong against his own interest. Then, if he actually yeah, it was not. against his own interest. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna look this up while we. Uh, so that's what about what have you got wrong? Um. You can't use the surprise attack ability doing an ARO. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I got wrong a few times because um, my Viking heavy rocket launcher limited minus six in Marker State. That's quite a big deal, surprise. actually. Quite yeah. a big deal. Um, that's the main one I think offhand. Um, also, there's one time where I fought against um, a Link team and Nana pulled a load of them, and my opponent did different AROs for his Link team and didn't break the Link team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's easy done. Like, um, so you know, obviously a core link or house link, any link can't take different ARs. Well, they can, but the link breaks. That's important because they managed to kill me because they got the bonus burst from their attacks, the ones that attacked. But obviously, they wouldn't have got that bonus burst because if they put the link team, they wouldn't have got the, the bonuses. Oh, here you go. So it's a bi- biometric right is kind of interesting. I doesn't do what I thought it. So it does remove the ne- the negative six modifier for impersonation state one. And biometrizers ignore surprise attack mods from impersonation and hollow echo states, uh, and they ignore surprise attack mods. Yeah, but they don't do much else than that. Huh. Quite that niche. is less good than I thought it was. Yeah, they're mega niche. Like, um, although yeah. removing the removing the neg six, so do they not? Do you not get surprise attacks at all, even from camera markers with that thing? Uh, yeah, they ignore surprise attack. No, they ignore surprise attack mods from attackers benefiting from impersonation or hollow echo states. If they have line of fire to the attacker, so it's one of those things that basically is mega niche. And if you got it, great. But you'd never, you'd never take one because of that, would you? I don't think. It seems really niche. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're like terrified of the days or something. But like, I really like X visors on my Ryokens. We oh yeah, all the minus three for range bands. Then with because one of them has an SMG and an X visor, so specifier. You're looking at huge rage bands and not and not minus at all. Does X does it do that for a suppressifier? Yeah. I thought suppressifier was always. Neg three because it's no, not it's, in a range band. No, you're thinking that that's, that's coordinated. That's suppressive when you go on suppressive. Yeah, but and you get the full burst on defense on your ARO. It's not. Always, it's not always minus three. I thought it was a straight. I thought. I thought suppressive fire was you like or full burst. Would be the minus three, wouldn't it? No, because it's not a range band. See, this is the sort of conversations you end up having. You don't have a range band in one suppressive. You just a max twenty four inches. So here we are. You see, this is a new player tournament, new our first experience of event tournaments, and it turns into <laughs> to, to googling the rules for half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, but I guess that that is the thing that has definitely been noted is like um, that you like. There's a lot of like there are a lot of rules questions. The game is a hell of a lot cleaner than I thought it would be, mainly because you play by intent. And I thought cover would be really hard to work out, but it's not, generally speaking, hard to work out because it's quite clean now. You know, if you're touching cover and you cover by it at all. Yeah, yeah, that feels fine. And the silhouettes work quite well, especially on TTS, I think. Um, The thing is, because it's going to be interesting because, like, all the skills have picked up in terms of... I don't know about you, but I find that even playing online a lot and then play for real, all the skills have picked up, it's wrecked in terms of depth perception, hazard perception and stuff. Yeah, I think it's like, um, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think, like, having played a few online Guild Ball events now, I found that, like, a lot, like, yeah, I don't think, I think I'm a better player in real life than I am online because I'm quite good at eyeballing distances and I'm quite quick in my play. But more of the more of the usual stuff transferred, more of the fundamentals transferred across than I thought it would. So I would assume, hopefully, that more of the fundamentals would transfer from Certainly, I was in a game where I didn't. I took the, I took the wrong ARO because I thought I was out of range with a template weapon. 
yeah um, yeah i think things like that will definitely happen but I, i'd have thought like the core stuff and also to be honest with you as uh, like just i understand now much better the armies that i've played against than i ever would by just by just having like a card read and like by having a stats read so actually playing against them i i'm not very good at like i need to play stuff to understand how it works like either with it or against it I, i'm not brilliant at like and especially with infinity when there's so many things like i'm not brilliant at just pulling stuff off the stats and going yeah that's that's great or bad or or i don't have the, i also don't kind of have the time to I do mean, it's it feasibly, so. it's feasibly going to be a long time before you even play against if fashion once never multiple times you know like how many are there like like 40 odd sectors maybe less than that um, yeah i've probably done that in epic with its equivalent numbers of lists but that's over a period quite of, like, similar to each other right they are quite similar, but then I guess arguably like sectorals and I guess, vanilla. Are... I guess, yeah, I guess if you, I guess the, uh, they're all they're all basically vanilla with a few bits and bobs. So I don't think any of them are massively different. He says not knowing for certain about that. Being true. Yeah, but like even then, but even then, that with Epic, that was playing probably a tournament every other month for three years, and playing and playing club nights once a fortnight. Yeah, yeah. And that was the length of time it took me to have played everything against everything. <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah it, i don't and i don't think i'll be showing that level of and feasibly we won't be playing an infinity event in real life till probably the autumn i presume who knows yeah yeah right not an event maybe at some like you know a friend's house or something but yeah yeah so you've played assassins so basically a lot of sort of hiding and stealthing and horribleness i mean after guild ball i've got to say because like i can't remember if we talked about this when we talked about epic like like in epic i love chaff like i love scouts i love like I love stuff that's awkward and blocks up movement lanes, and I love like positional control and expendable things and stuff like that. So assassins have been a lot of fun because they get a lot of markers and a lot of chaff, and I've had quite a, a lovely time just like you know just standing camel markers by corners and being like, hey, do you want to come around here and see what's behind it? Yeah, it's a guy with a boarding shotgun. <laughs> yeah, Jace hasn't got one much chaff um, really. So yeah, playing my next league now, I'm using Ikari Company, who basically are. They're basically JSA with chaff. Yeah. So the JSA, the JSA with sort of parachuting chaff. Because I think the thing I'm worried about with the assassins thing, because I'm halfway through my final game, we had to pause because we you know, ran out of time, but like, is, and that one is going, is more in the balance than the other games I've played. And that definitely feels like, okay, I've got a lot of chaff, but if this starts, if I lose like these, you know, two of these like four key pieces, that's it. I just don't have the output to win this game. Like I've basically got like I was just thinking I've actually got four models in my whole list that are killing stuff. And I guess also you have a lot of regular orders, I assume. Not that many, like no? three, maybe oh, I thought three. I had one. Oh, okay. No, like a, yeah, two, two Dilami and a Gazi. Um, but like I don't have like I don't have a ton of models that are gonna like reliably take out the model, the enemy models on my team. And even of those models, only two of them are actually durable. So if you make a wrong call or you get an alpha really hard yeah you're done for yeah, yeah 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 and i suspect in this game i'm currently playing i'm about to get offered by um oh who's the tunguska like killer dude that like is really good in close combat i can't remember not mary poppins the other one <laughs> no, no problems mary Pro- yeah, yeah. <laughs> mary, mary problems <laughs> um the, the other one in tunguska i says row specter Oh, yeah. Raul, Raul Motors, I kept calling him, and I was like, like just because it, it amused me. Do you remember who Raul Motors? Oh, that means, oh, wasn't he the um, the guy that Gaza came to? Yes. Uh, yes, he was the he was um, he was the guy who did he shoot a policeman. I, I think he was threatening them with a gun, and Gaza turned he shoot, up. He was threatening, threatening to shoot a policeman, and then a this is stuff our listeners here, a drunken ex, a drunken ex footballer turned up and. Swore that he'd have a word with him, and he bought some tinnies to give him a hand, and sort of. And he bought some chicken. He bought some, he bought some chicken, chicken as well. Yeah, and the chicken didn't some... kind of go away. Yeah, I, I, and the particular reason I remember it is obviously in Gaza being at Geordie, is that Raoul Mort? <laughs> like it's a, so. Yeah. So that's what I've been God. calling. That's why I can't remember Raoul Spector's name. I keep referring to him as Raoul Mort, so, which feels appropriate as well in Infinity. He's wrong there with his gun, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did kill someone. That's pretty dark. Did he? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know, maybe I don't know. I maybe this is inappropriate, but like. That's why I call them Raul Mo. I can't help it. So. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think certainly. I guess it's true in a lot of games. It's true in a lot of games, to be honest. But in this game, certainly, if you're playing, if you're second, and um, and you aren't well positioned, or if you are, if you're, I found if you're second and you haven't got enough roadblocks, yeah, and your opponent's aggressive, the alpha can just destroy you. 
if you know what you're yeah, looking yeah, for. Yeah. And like, I think having midfields or mines or camera markers can be so useful. And not, not having them can be quite painful because if they just get on you and it can be grim if you're not careful. Yeah, I think you either, it feels like you either need like mines and camel markers or like actually they're playing against Tangusca at the moment or just like, and actually the game we played where I was still Phalanx or just like a really good ARO piece. Yeah. Because Tunguska can take that Grenz or Sniper and a core link team, which is yeah, that Grenz is pretty bonkers. Good. Yeah, like it's so, it was just such a pain. Like I put, I think I ended up putting about as many orders into taking that thing out as I put into taking out a Marut in the previous round. Tunguska's getting quite scary. I played against Dan with them, and I was very lucky not to get hit by them. But he had those puppet trio, yeah, all armed the teeth with Spitfires and things, and he had repeaters out and pandas out and everything else. And it's just layers and layers of horror <laughs> to get through. And did they feel like really hard to unpick? Like yeah, that felt like yeah. sort of, it felt like you have to probably be quite and this like well at least felt like what my opponent did quite well was be like like defensive with them and sort of like and just give you like a really nasty thing to unpick. And you're like, okay, I have to unpick this, but I'm not totally sure how. Yeah, now I've played the game a bit more. I might go back to playing Ariadna because I played them first. Um, I say first, like a long, like a long time ago, in sort of September time. Yeah. Um, but now I play the game more. I kind of want to go back to having just walls of camera markers and mines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think see, I'll go the other way. I think I've got. Uh, I haven't built them up yet, but um, I've played them online. It's play Steel Phalanx again, which is the other army that I've bought physically. So I've got the hack. Most of, like about I've got like an army painted up for a hack, about eighteen models done or something like that. But. Um, the steel phalanx feel like a different... Get Ajax on and just run at things with a massive hammer. Basically, yeah. I just <laughs> want to shoot stuff with plasma and then punch it in the face with Ajax. I like how Ajax has got a huge hammer and he's an absolute killing machine, but basically he's scary to me because he's got two rifles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's classic Infinity, isn't it? Like, this model looks like it's a close combat monster, but guns are good. I mean, yeah, say, obviously, they're all... I mean, they're all really good at melee. Um, not all of them, but they're all pretty decent at melee, the ones that count. Um... But I don't think you're ever going to play, at least I'm not ever going to play a game of Infinity hoping to get in the melee. You're going to move up the table and be in midfield. And if they end, end up with eight inches of you or so, great. Um, Wonderful, yeah. But you can't, I don't think you can base your game upon that. I no, I think you can maybe have like one or two models. Like I've definitely managed that in one game with the Fide, you know, where you're like, I'm going to go to you and I'm going to go to you and I'm going to go to you and like close combat stuff. But like it's still, I can't, and I don't understand, I don't, I haven't worked out the maths of it well enough because the maths of D20s has confused me after all these years of D6s. It confuses me but with like, Infinity because, not because of D20s, but because the, the thing that rolling high but then higher than your stat and that's... that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, 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 crunching the numbers... Obviously, mechanically, it's, sim- it's simple enough, but actually crunching the numbers about how, how you're better off and what the stats are. Like, if, you've got, you've got, if you have a 15 stat and they have a 10, how much more likely you are to succeed? Yeah. And I, not, I don't think it's as simple as working it out with like 50, no, yeah. and and this is like I, this may be completely untrue, but I've definitely found like with close combat, like you're still only rolling one dice, like and for yeah, and obviously you're like often critting much more easily and doing stuff, but like, but like rolling, but like shooting, you're often rolling multiple dice. It's like okay, this is better than like. I don't think it's worth using martial arts. Here's my sweeping statement: that's probably wrong as a new player, unless you've got level two, because then your minus three will affect the ARO. Yeah, the model, the, the um, two, two and five feel like the lessons for martial arts. Yeah, like, so you've got to say, say twenty three martial arts stat ish, and so you're hitting on a twenty sixth martial arts level two. So you're critting on a fourteen, and crucially, I think importantly, you can't fail the roll, and they can. Yeah. Um, but again, unlike a lot of games where you can kind of crunch the numbers and go, there's X percent chance of this working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Infinity, I, I just can't work it out like, I'm sure there's ways of doing it but I mean it's way harder to work you can eyeball it but actually there's no I don't know I, I've, I'm doing yeah you do a lot of, I've definitely done a lot of it by feel rather than by like you know like I know roughly you know you know I, I know if you need to roll a five on two dice and d6s that's that's about 50 percent yeah you know like I know those numbers like from games and like it definitely yeah an infinity like you say you're yeah it's a it's a very different sort of mechanic and I suspect like if and I'm not, yeah, I A, don't have the brain power or B, necessarily the level of effort as, uh, you know, in, in, in lockdown, towards the, the tail end of lockdown three, I'm not going to sit and work out the maths of that. But nowadays, now I'm a bit more casual player than I was sort of 10 years ago, where we wanted to get good at games. I think now I'm kind of, I kind of like that a bit more. I like it how it's a bit more skated, it's kind of, kind of a bit more relaxing. He's going long. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think it's about affinity because I think the game is, 
by far the crunchiest game I think I've played. Um, although one was pretty crunchy thinking about it. Um, and the rules are, are, are there's many rules, um, and the game can be, could be quite cutthroat. But I found the game's quite relaxing. I found all my opponents really quite nice about it, and I think it, I think it helps the game quite. First of all, the game's got a lot of scenarios, so there's not really one way of winning. Mm. Like you can't play by matrix. You can't go. This is what I do in the first turn. I don't think that works in Infinity because so many different, different variables. Not only is it different scenarios, but the terrain can be so different. Yeah, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think you can just do like like here's my first turn like chess like a chess player. Can't yeah, do that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's very different to Guild Ball in that sense. Yeah, well, Guild, well, Guild Ball and, and a lot of, a lot of games actually. You know, I yeah, you just crunch out. And it's my yeah. first turn. Let's give you your response. And you can always play it like that, but I think Infinity that's practically impossible, which is quite nice. Yeah, you probably have to play well because the board state is so. Like you say, the train is so variable on the missions. Like you have to really play the board. You have to play the board as much as you play. Yeah, I mean, you could play the same faction ten times against your opponent, but you're a different board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different scenario. It throws it all out the window. No, I've been like I, I agree with you. It's, it's felt the games, the games I've played. Everyone I've played has been lovely. It's been really like collaborative. Like everyone's played very collaboratively. Um, so like certainly... it feels like it feels like very much like you're, and it's quite interesting. I guess it's like a social thing to do in lockdown it has felt very sociable yeah it has. yeah that's been definitely something so i certainly recommend the um remote access league um to join that one a month um okay and certainly um i mean i'm, I'm in the casual bracket with all the sort of people just chilling out having a good time long dice um and it's, it's good to have different levels of competitiveness in there but from what i've, what I've seen even the even the big boys its bracket is not you know, it's still it's still the same sort of attitude to playing. It's not like suddenly they're going to be all cutthroat and trying to murder you and stuff. Well, they'll, they'll try and murder you, but in a friendly way. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a like, yeah, like it's like because that's definitely my worry with the idea of playing it competitively is it's just going to be like like months of gotchas until you until you know like all the key gotchas, which you know, is a, which is a thing in any game. But like, I think the biggest gotchas are just in deployment, though, aren't they? And that's because that's there from the onset, right? Yeah, and I, and to be fair. Like and I sort of I've sort of worked out at least like with not really knowing what any of the armies do how to phrase a question sufficiently of being like you know because obviously you can't know you don't know what's in people's army list but like at least being able to say to people does your faction have any models with head and deployment in it and yeah like, no, that's probably fair thing to do and I mean I think people who experience can go um, I was talking about this someone the other day saying okay well you can look at this this army here and kind of count the SWC and they're 1.5 short and therefore they're going to be this model short and they're going to be in airborne deployment just like I can't do it yeah yeah um, yeah but you, and you can do it roughly by like orders like you know like you know if you if someone is like especially with someone who's like a limited insertion list you're like you've got nine models in that or not you know nine models in that limited right there's definitely someone that's not well there. yeah I was playing against Felharma. Uh, because the sort of winter-based um, pano list, and um, he, I mean, even I knew this. He basically put down his his models that were basically, you know, a core link team of basically just dudes and a couple more dudes and just a few troops. And yeah. I went, and he had, had held the model back. You do that, and I thought there's going to be a massive tag on the table in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, it was like a hundred, an obvious hundred-point gap on his list. Yeah, that was the same when I played against uh, I can't remember the, what the faction's called, but the one that has the Maroots. Yeah, yeah stuff yeah. was going. Stuff yeah, but was going. Jotam him down. I thought, well, I, I knew for a fact that basically because he's putting it down after me, he could put it down wherever the hell he wanted to. Um, yeah. So that sort of stuff's obvious, right? But I think, for example, in a Kylie company, we have sort of Yan Yans who can come off the side of the board and they cost like like eight points. <laughs> it's that sort of stuff, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, I think that like the big pieces are obvious, like because it, you know, you get a sense of it, but like the, like the, um, you know, and, and TTS is quite good because you can like hover the cursor over the models and get those stat lines come up and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But like, it's more it's more things like yeah, like it with hack. It's more things like a Nadir or a Rajik or something like that. That's like twenty five to thirty points. That's not like sufficient enough to be like a massive gap if you don't know the army. So, you, but, um, and also like sectorals, they're quite broad lists, even though they're smaller. And so yeah. there's definitely not like there's definitely not the list for the sectoral. Like in Guild Ball, like. There's pretty much often like the six, right, or the eight models you want to take. Yeah, and you can kind of kind of know what they're going to take. Maybe one or two differences, but probably not. But in this, like, the chances are they could list their list could be something completely different. Yeah, um, like so. most most yeah most guild ball lists are, you know, five models and flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like give or take, like yeah. But that but I think that's also an experience thing. I suspect actually, probably if you're playing in those like, uh, in those you know ITS leagues, 
right you know from listening to other podcasts like i think people definitely are the podcasts who actually play the game often yeah 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 yeah. and are playing tournaments regularly and stuff like that there they, they will have you what have podcast that you like. to? uh i was into a couple of the australians the white noise that's not uh, i like them yeah oh, and the other one that's down there that's uh down, that? down there in australia yeah 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 down colonies, down under the colonies uh, yeah white noise i've listened to a couple of those like no, i'm not listening to like any one today's podcast is those questions to ourselves and talking about other podcasts and how much better they are than us it's, it's strong content <laughs> it's strong, strong content, content. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, let me just turn that off. Uh, what's the other one called? Lost of Lieutenant. I've listened to that one a few times. Um, I certainly found at first some podcasts listening as a new player very hard to get into because I think there's so many different terms, but also there's so many troops in Affinity. Yeah. I mean, I've conscious even now talking about our, our armies, like you're talking about, for example, some of your troops, and I didn't fully know who they were because I'm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of it. It's just someone saying, like, oh, I took four gobbledygooks and a gobbledygook. Uh, yeah. And I use the and I use the hum 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 rule and like yeah so it is it yeah it can be quite hard to penetrate that I think yeah I think so um, and I guess it comes with experience I guess um, but certainly I found that playing playing my sort of my sort of faction sort of six seven eight nine times six to nine times I'm going to move it down for now <laughs> um, I think you pick it pick them up fairly fast. Um, and so yeah, and it feels like if, I suddenly have must takes now. I've tried to take everything in my list now, pretty much everything. Have you done the same thing? Have you tried to take everything in your list, or have you just most things? There's a few things I haven't taken, but I've I haven't taken, taken a tag yet. I think I haven't taken. I've taken a, not in the league, but I've taken a tag and I got to take out one of the games we played. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think also the other thing is while the models are different, the guns are much more easily identifiable. Yeah, I guess like for example. So I spend a lot of time going, okay, what guns that got? What guns that got? And then you, and then like the differences of then their capability with that gun. But like knowing what guns they have gives you a reasonable idea of like that's that seems like a much more common currency. Like yeah, I know what most yeah. I know what most guns range bands and damage is now. Certainly, as as a new player, my my sort of my my games now have been a lot more okay. What's the range band of this gun? Um, what do they, do they have mimetism? And that sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, that sort yeah, of stuff's yeah. important to know from the onset, and then everything else can work around that. Especially yeah, in, it's like, in, in the active turn, I want to know how how much of a struggle is going to be to shoot that thing. It's and basically yeah, in the active turn as well. Fair enough, but right there and then is sort of information crunching. That's how it works straight away. Yeah, those those do feel like the, that does feel like the key thing to learn as a new player is like um, mod. Basically, what are the mods to shooting? Am I in their good range band? Are they in my good range band? That's basically yeah. the biggest thing right there. Learning that's I think. At first, you don't care about it. Then you realise, oh, hang on, this is a big deal. Actually, this plus three minus. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. Huge. And then you, yeah, and then beyond that, you end up with like memetism cover and marksmanship and MSV. Yeah. I uh, like, yeah, and yeah, but so that feels. Like, and then is yeah, the more, the more specific stuff. I think, and I think a lot of the more specific stuff you just have to have played against it. Yeah, and I think with a, lot, it. A, lot, a lot of it's active turns as well. So actually, if you're shooting at them, it's not a huge. Deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, the ability to like, I know super jump or whatever i mean that's that's gonna be pretty obvious from the onset if they could do that it's sort of leaping over other cars to try and punch them in the face um, and stuff yeah 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 yeah. Um, um so, so what are your three if you had to sum up in three big things that you've learned from your, your first one what, what would your three big things be that you've you found out um so yeah range bands big deal um i think just deciding what your calling is going to do and protecting them if need be because they can die really fast um that's one <clears throat> I think um, designing your two groups, so, for example, in my JSA, I've had sort of about 13-ish models-ish, so is that going to be a 10 and a 3? If so, pardon me, are those three models going to do anything? And sort of designing those, because if you've got a Harris and a Call, that's eight models. So yeah, you yeah. Have, that's, that's eight minimum of eight models in that, in that, in that team. So you're going to go sort of an eight, and then you're going to go the rest, you know, the other sort of five, and, different, and designing that is quite a big deal, because otherwise... Uh, I was finding either you'd be order starved or you have to sort of burn through command tokens and move things around. Yeah. For example, if you have hidden deployment models, for example, got a ninja hidden away, what group does it go into? Because yeah, it's going yeah, to, yeah. does it go into the 10, making it a 9, but then is it dead order, a dead space, but then when he appears, he can do stuff, or does he appear in the smaller group and therefore he, and appear, like, he appears, yeah. but he's kind of order starved? And those sort of things are kind of subtle, but I think really important. So, what I've been doing generally is, for example, I've been putting my Ryoken, who's my sort of ARO piece in the group the small group because he's not going to do much with his orders and then, yeah i've ended up with basically like 
defensive pieces in the second group. Yeah, and my so like my, so my second group is as well. My, my my Evo bot, whatever in there. Yes, yeah, because my second group is basically two Dilami who are basically, you know, Camel Panzer Panzerfausts, and uh, the Nad here who's hidden deployment ARO, a mine layer, and uh, Gazi who's a you know, is is primarily there for defense, but but he's he's unlikely to need to use a lot of orders other than, you know, you can throw smoke twice a turn or something. Yeah, like so my third group often was a Ryoken and then like a bot a remote and then maybe Yujimbo because he had an irregular order and a Petrus order, but he would also be using the two orders from the other two models that were gonna be using them. And he doesn't need more than four orders. Not really. Yeah. Um and that sort of stuff I think is kind of subtle but I think that sort of stuff's a big deal if you want to sort of have a good sort of a good turn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like having enough, having enough money to spend. Basically. So how about you for your three things? Well, the three I've done. Uh, I think I think all of yours are very true. I think, like, yeah. Despite the fact we talked about it earlier, I think like committing to stuff and with the sort of slight confusion of D twenties and you know and that rolling over, like committing to something and following through on it. Like so, not getting discouraged on a couple of dice rolls or something doesn't happen, and just like you know, basically have a plan and stick to it. But it can it can be sometimes I've got to do, do something else with my turn because if I just can rolling dice and keep on failing, I've done nothing. You know, when do you cut your losses? But I think yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, so so I guess knowing when to cut your losses, I think, but like, but also there's also a thing of like if you've committed like four orders to something and you've only done one point of damage, like do you just you know does your if your whole turn is removing this model, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. And it can be. Even if you wanted to do other stuff. Yeah, it can totally Like be. some kind so, of horrible sniper who's there going to be controlling the whole board for the whole game. They've got yeah, to die, it's just right? got to go. It's just got to go. Um, so that, I think, then that, on, and probably linked to that, that ARO pieces don't need to be really likely to do damage. They just need to be able to threaten doing a lot of damage. And also probably cheap enough to not care that they die. Yeah, and so that's why I've not really been using, like, and this is also, like, what's in Assassin's, I think. I've not really been using snipers, but I've been using, like, Dilamis in the hidden deployment nad here and things like that to, like, I've not really been leaving, like, you know, not leaving a model in my core link team popped up to as an ARO piece, but instead using other pieces. I think it's worth doing that if you have a really strong ARO piece in your core, like some kind of mimetism. Press one oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, like playing against Tunguska, the Grenzer and the core link. <clears throat> but if you've got a, a random sniper dude in your core, it's probably not good enough. Yeah, or even like a guy with an HMG or something like that. It's not like, do you really want to be doing that? So that's one, I think. is like, you know, like AROs don't need to, they don't necessarily need to be like super specialist, really high, no. high probability. They just need to be able to go, yeah, you really need to think about whether you, you know, if you walk past this camel marker and it throws a Panzerfaust at you, like, are you okay with that? Even if it's not that likely to hit and you can probably deal with it, but like, do you really want the chance of that happening? I do like Panzerfausts. Oh, they're quite, so good. They're quite, they're quite cheap. They're never the primary, the primary gun, are they? No, like how did he got one hanging around? Panzerfaust and Flammenspears I've become big fans of. Yeah, and yeah. and then what else have I thought about? Um, and just then, like, oh, and the other big one is like smoke and MSV together is really good. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I, I tried the glorious. Really um, I, I got MSV two drone bot in um, yeah. in in JSA with a Spitfire. And so you got MSV2 bot with Spitfire, and then you got Eugene Bothone Smoke, which is yeah. a beautiful combination. <laughs> yeah, it's this, I mean, so the same in uh, Assassins, you've got uh, two models that throw out smoke, and then you've got Yara Haddad with an AP Marksman rifle in a core link team. I think having a list that has an answer for smoke, and that hasn't got to be, 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 be the ability to see through it, but if your opponent can see through it, I think you've got to be aware of that and assume, and not be as exposed. For example, if you've got a model, a couple of models covering a lane for ALOs, but they the opponent has smoke and they can see through it, you're better off not wasting your models and being aware yeah. of that. And I think um, one thing I've learned over time, a lot more now, is to actually, this could sound like groundbreaking here, have a vague idea about what your opponent's models can do before you deploy. Only a vague idea, but for example, that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, I've I have gone the other way in my games because I just don't know. So I'm like, I'm intentionally playing those games to find out what my opponent's models do, and it's more like you get burned once, and hopefully you don't get burned twice. Yes. Yeah, and so far it's been like I'm sure I will get horribly burned at some point. So far it's been okay because it's been enough of like, like just sort of deploying in a like deploying in a sort of safe manner. I'm like just being like, okay, I'm just going to treat it as if you do have off-board or hidden deployment stuff. I'm going to play as if you... I don't know if you do or not. I don't even know if your list has that, but I'm going to treat it as if you do, and then I'm going to like deploy reasonably cautiously and set up some ROs and like and 
make it as hard as I can for you to unpick that feels like an okay way and it's probably it's definitely suboptimal because there's probably some lists you'd be like no you just want to alpha strike these guys you want to do this it's but, probably uh, pretty good muscle memory to get into though yeah it feels like yeah I feel like I feel like I got better at deployment in playing those four games yeah 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 um, is there anything else you want to say about baby's first infinity tournament or um I don't think so. I think, um, I mean, um, I put a link in the notes to the one I've been, I've been involved in. Um, and um, I think just um, play more games and more better, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's some other podcast catchphrase, but. Uh... <laughs> Brilliant. Are we done? I think we might be. An awkward pause there for a minute. That felt a bit, a bit weird. Ah, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm just knackered. Good, okay. I did, like a, I did like a 15 kilometre run today. In your flat? Yeah, no, no, outdoors. You went outdoors in London? You mad? There's loads of parks. <laughs> On the old shut? No, 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 no. There's a whole big wetlands near us. It's a big lake. Um, do you remember that like advert in the 1990s with all the people playing football on the pitches and it had uh, the park, you know, park life by Blur in it and it was like Eric Cantona and people playing down there. That's that's just near us, which is like a massive nature reserve and thing that runs from like... Oh, they're still playing it now. Uh, people are down there playing. Yeah, they are all still there. Uh, I think I, I think I remember remember Cantona because he beat up a fan once, didn't he? He did. He did. He did drop kick a fan. And there was a, in the Citadel Journal they released a Blood Bowl player called Eric Cantona with a K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could, and he could um, he could attack the crowd and permanently reduce their fan factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those sort of times games workshop a little bit. Yeah, because apparently more. Gahag School was was actually named named after Margaret Thatcher, wasn't he? Yeah, I told you that. Did you? Uh, Magurak Thacker. Yeah. Ma- <laughs> Who's obsessively de- is destroying the industrial, the industrial heartland of the, <laughs> of the Imperium? I quite like some Vindist of actually in terms of naming things. Like they've got, I mean, they really haven't even tried to hide some of their sort of characters. Like you got, like you got, like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are like a lot. Yeah, it's quite fun for that. You got literally Hannibal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Well, all, all the Greeks, all, you know, Ajax, <laughs> like Hector, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's got some interesting stuff in there. Um, anyway, I think we're going to go, aren't we? We're rambling now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm flagging big time. Bye.